everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Josh Beek, and I have a special guest today. This is Victor Webster. Say hey, Vic. Hey, how are y'all? So um, Vic and I went to high school together, and I'm, I'm really inspired by Vic in a lot of ways because he's sort of been finding his own path and, and following his own passion for quite a while. But in particular, last year, him and some, was it you and a friend started a business? One friend. Okay, so y'all started a business, uh, Sweetgrass Vodka, which I happen to have a, a bottle of here, by the way, if you guys can see that. I'm going to put it on a closer-up picture on uh, everything whenever you guys see this. Um, you were starting a vodka company, and then coronavirus hit, and suddenly it's like, oh, crap, we can't do our big fun thing we're going to do and follow this whole passion. And then suddenly, like, me as just, you know, someone who is watching from the outside, I go, well, holy crap, you know, what's, what's going to happen? And then suddenly I see a post by you guys saying, listen, we realize that a lot of hospitals are in need right now of some hand sanitizer. We've decided to change over our production line and we're just going to make hand sanitizer and, and whatever you need, reach out to us and we'll, we'll try to help you out. Right. We, um, so yeah, that, that's exactly how it happened. Um, you know, we realized there was a shortage of hand sanitizer and we thought to ourselves, well, Hey, we can make hand sanitizer. Yeah. You know, we've changed what we're, uh, what we're, putting into our distillery, just make the uh, hand sanitizer. We, the, the hardest thing is finding the bottles. Yeah. So, you know, most of those bottles um, that you see in the grocery store or, or Walgreens, you know, they're coming from China. So that was, that was the problem we had is trying to find some that were already here. Um, and so when we did, uh, we decided to donate um, thousands of bottles to um, hospitals, first responders, um, being fire department, EMS, um, uh, police officers. So, yep, that's what we did. So we had to put um, vodka production on hold. And then, uh, so we did that for a few months. And then after we realized we were absolutely going broke and we had to start making vodka again, uh, we started switching back. Wow. So, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, because I can only <laughs> imagine the amount of time, effort, and money it takes to get a brand started with alcohol I mean, because you, I'm sure you have to have like approval from the FDA and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff, you know, people saying, yes, you're being safe. Yes, people can consume this. You, you know, there's a lot of time and money, money and energy tied up into that. And then suddenly go, hey, listen, like we're in a unique position to help people out and we're local. Let's do this. But it's also right away you go, we're going to hemorrhage money for a long time <laughs> in this venture that we were hoping to make money on. Now we're going to hemorrhage money and it's going to suck, but, but it's the right thing to do. And, you know, if, if nobody said it out loud, I want to commend you guys on that because I mean, that is a huge undertaking to do. I mean, it was, you know, I, th I think the coolest part about that was um, when I would go to deliver cases to McLeod or wherever it was um, just uh, the, feeling of gratitude you get from, yeah. from those people because at the time we didn't know how bad this was going to be, how long we were going to be without hand sanitizer. So, um, you well, know, that, it was a big deal. yeah, that was a yeah. lot of unanswered questions at the yeah. time about how this was transferred, what the dangers were. Everybody was super paranoid, mm -hmm. you know, suddenly, you know, everybody was like, do, do I have to wear a mask indoors? I mean, all these, all these questions that we didn't have at the time, but then like our supply of things went away because we were getting stuff from China and suddenly it wasn't available. And I mean, I made a comment about, you know, toilet paper. If there's anybody in the United States that wants to start making toilet paper, Hey, listen, this is your opportunity. Cause yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, uh, it went away for a while and people were freaking out, but you know, yeah. 
something like hand sanitizer that you feel like is necessary to, to be safe, especially in the medical field or first responders field, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, I'm sure that they were so thankful to have that in their possession, but also, you know, it had to, like you said, it felt good to provide, to be, be in a position to provide. Um, but I mean, now you're able to roll out your brand. Uh, I know that you said that you had a special event uh, scheduled for the Yorktown in Charleston that I guess had some trouble. Yeah, that was uh, the New Year's Eve ball. We were uh, one of the one of the small sponsors for that, and um, like the day before, the uh, mayor's office in Mount Pleasant canceled it. So, yeah, that was disappointing. Um, but you know, we're rolling out now. Um, We've got uh, several events that we've had we have planned at, at restaurants that serve our vodka. Um, Victor's next uh, next Thursday, March twenty fifth, um, we're having a, a launch party there. Um, we've had parties at a couple of places, launch parties in Charleston, um, and we'll have parties and promote other restaurants that start carrying our brand. Good. So, um, yeah, the, the, it was really disappointing. The the aircraft carrier, the near Z ball, that was disappointing, but. You know, there's so, more, so many more opportunities to do fun stuff like that. And that's what I love about this business is being able to sponsor cool events, yeah. you know, golf tournaments, sporting events, um, you know, anything of that nature, I think, uh, is just makes makes it a really fun business. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled over your success and I like to I like to promote the positive. And, you know, if anybody in this area or listening to this wants to check it out, you know, go to your local distributor and say, hey, do you guys carry Sweetgrass Fox? And if they don't, ask them ask them, say, Hey, can you get it? I know it's down in Charleston, South Carolina. Is there any way you can get it here? You know, it's worth a try. And then you get to support a good local business. And Mickey Finn's and ANS liquors has it in, in Florence locally. So, yeah. Um, That's where I found mine yesterday is at uh, Mickey Finn's. They had it on sale for like 22 something. I was like, yay. Well, that's, that was kind <laughs> of our, that was our game plan. Um, when, when Jared and I decided to start this business, we wanted to create a vodka that was high quality. So we basically, you know, just researched what is the, the highest quality vodka is, and it's potato based. Yeah. You know, most of your Russian Polish vodkas, which are some of the world's best are mostly potato based. So we decided to do that. And then it's more expensive to make because it's the highest quality, but we kept it at a Tito's price point. Mm -hmm. um, and so we feel felt like that would be the way to, to go is to lose some margin up front and gain volume because once they try it, they'll see that it's a smoother vodka than, than a Tito's. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, that was kind of our game plan and keeping it priced competitively was really important to us. So been really happy with it so far. It's been a, it's been a, a learning experience the whole time, but uh, you know, it's been, it's been really cool. So how long was it like from concept to, you know, dreaming up the idea of, I think I want to start a vodka company to actually, getting like production started or getting like uh even the name i mean was it so did it come right away or was it like a so what the story behind that is um my partner in nigeria we're at the dinghy it's a restaurant on alapons a little hole in the wall uh, one of our favorite little little spots to hang out and um beer one we decided we were going to start a business together by, mm -hmm. by beer six we had all this figured out and the whole business plan written out on cocktail napkins. So that was how long it took. It even took the name? Us, even the name. Oh, wow. Even a sort of a sketch of what the logo would look like with the, you know, the guy with the gun and the, and the lab and the ducks flying over. We, we sort of had that in mind, but we needed someone who was an artist to create it. So, but the whole um, concept we did, uh, 
within six beers. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, the logo looks cool. I mean, it does have that Charleston Southern kind of feel to it. You yeah. know, it is beautiful. And, and the little sweet grass on the inside. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an organic piece of sweet grass. We put one blade in, in each bottle. So it's, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't do anything to the taste. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, it's just a talking point. Yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. Well, I mean, and when I, when I picked it up, like they have, they have obviously this size bottle and then a, a taller bottle. And I liked the quality of the look of this bottle. I was like, man, that's just a beautiful bottle. It's Jeez. really pretty. Yeah. We, we really, we really love that bottle. Yeah. Um, also you're on, uh, Instagram, Sweetgrass Vodka. If anybody wants to check, wants to check out their story and any more info and, and pictures of that, I mean, do that. Also on Facebook, you've got a presence on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, we, we've got relationships in other states with liquor distributors, liquor stores, um, but we've kind of pulled back on that and wanted to focus growing in the Carolinas first. Well, I mean, as someone who knows very little about it, I'm sure you have to go through a lot of regulations with each state because they probably all have their own specific rules about distribution and approval and that kind of stuff. It's a lot of regulations. Um, each state uh, handles liquor themselves. They regulate it themselves. It's not federally regulated. So it's... um. It's interesting. Um, each state is different um, from from what we've learned. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a lot of hurdles. Other than Corona, what's been the hardest hurdle to kind of get over? Um, bo- uh, well, indirectly, bottling, um, getting the bottles, enough bottles. And that's indirectly that is because of Corona. But um, other than, than that, I think the, the biggest hurdles have just been hurry up and wait, you know, wait to get approved by the state. Yeah. Um, you know, that's been, that's frustrating. Yeah. You know, you're talking months, months, months um, of our application sitting there on a table, you know. It, that Waiting was, for people uh, to give you the thumbs up. You're yeah. Like, I mean, Come on. We had everything ready to roll out, um, but we, you have to wait on that approval. So that's, I think that's, that's been the, the most frustrating, but once you get past that, it's, you know, it's smooth sailing yeah. for the most part. So That's cool. Yeah. Listen, I like the story. I like the fact that, you know, like I said, we grew up together. You know, who would have thought when we were, the, were young that, that you'd have a vodka company? I mean, no. is, there, is there any part of your youth where you're like, I'm going to own some businesses when I get older? I mean, yeah. it, it is amazing to see how we grow as individuals, you know, as you get older. Um, and, you know, Larry Roscoe put out there on Facebook, you know, I love to support local people. This is, you know, the good story. This is, people need to know this story. And that's kind of why we're going to reach out to you. Even when this was going on in the beginning, like I mentioned it, and, and I know you were super busy with production, like you said, trying to keep up with demand, trying to get everybody's approval so that you can do the thing that you know you can do. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that, that even getting the bottles into being able to bottle them, everybody out there that's in production right now is behind everybody that's in the shipping is behind. I mean, I work in the shipping industry with, with a, a food company and I mean, it is a market for drivers. If you have a CDL or if you want a job, get a CDL cause man, they are in need big time. Yeah, it's kind of, a, it's a lot of fun watching, you know, our friends that we grew up with, you know, be successful in whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, Larry Roscoe. I mean, look, look what he's done. Yeah. And that's, that's fun to watch his success. And, you know, he's done, he's done very well at, at uh, working in, in, in the government. And that's really cool. To, I enjoy listening to his stories and stuff he's done um, in this podcast. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's pretty cool that you've started this podcast. It's, it's growing every week. Yeah. Know? 
Oh. Well, and it's, you know, again, it's promoting the things that, that you're passionate about and not giving up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you sat around and waited for someone's approval to do your company, you know, I'm sure you got told no a bunch of times by a lot of people who are used to hearing no. Right. And it's hard to go, I don't care what you say, I'm still going to go forward with it because I believe in it. Right. And you just have to have that willingness to keep pushing forward no matter what. Right. You know, uh, my wife has, you know, mentioned many times, she's like, who's listening to you? And I said, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's going to matter someday. Yep. I mean, everybody's got a story to tell. And if you get people to tell their story, it becomes something you can share. It's not just your story now. Right. It becomes part of your community. Yep. And if we're going to grow a community, this is how we do it. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, this um, is back to grassroots. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. Absolutely. And South Carolina, listen, there's a lot of people here who are supportive of local anything, local businesses, local local guys who are doing well, local young ladies who are doing well. You know, whatever the situation is, you know, there needs to be more positivity about this kind of stuff and about people who are persevering and trying to get through the hard times. And listen, this past year has been one of the hardest times for everybody. And, you know, if this is any proof of it, you can make it like you don't have to just deal with your circumstances and go, well, woe is me. Yeah. Okay. Woe is you. But also, what do you want to do about it? I I think one other thing to touch on is when you have local people succeeding in, in whatever business it is. Uh, for example, Rick Apicost. Um, he's been highly successful with Mickey Fins. Mm-hmm. And to people that are locals that are successful, that are supported locally, um, they give back to the community. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times Rick's cut a check for this sponsorship or a fundraiser for someone with, with you know, a health issue or, I mean, hundreds of times. Yeah. Um, many that I've been involved in and I've seen it. And, um, and I think that's important because people that, that live in this area, especially um, all over the state that are successful, they give a lot back to yeah. the community. So it all comes full circle. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I talk about this on the podcast a little too much, but I like uh, Lannan Kugel's summer shandy beer yeah. and it's hard to get because people don't want to fill the shelves. Giannis is supposed to distribute it, but you know, they, they get bogged down with all the different brands they have to carry. So I went to Rick and I said, Hey, listen, I like buying from local. And I know this isn't a local beer. I said, but is there any way you could get it in stock? I'll buy some every week. He was like, every week? I said, every week. I'll be here every day. I got a day off and I'll buy a case. He goes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he, he made out a deal with them and they had some in stock. And every time I walked in, I had a, a stack of it over in the corner. And I was like, you're my yep. guy. Because again, it, you know, this is the local business that I can support. And I was like, I'd rather buy from you than Walmart. Yep. You know, they're top notch. Yeah. It's awesome. So, I mean, that relationship stuff is important. And if you're out there and you have an idea of something that you want to promote, you know, something that, that you're trying to get off the ground, talk about it with people, talk about it with your friends, talk about it on the podcast. If you want to come on here and talk about it, put it on Facebook. You'll never know who's going to support you until you start talking about your dream. And to anybody who wants to poo-poo your idea, listen, don't, don't listen to that. You got to stay positive. You got to be willing to take the, the, the blows and go, you know what? I believe in this and I'm going to keep pushing forward. And, that, right. and that's how you succeed. Try it. Right. So... I can hear your phone going off. We probably have to end this. <laughs> Telemarketer. Tell them. Oh, they're trying to. Have you checked on your car warranty <laughs> on a car you owned 12 years ago? Yeah. Has anybody ever said yes to that? I wonder. I oh, not. I'm so glad you called. <laughs> I've been having trouble with my cars, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I thought about doing that once in a while just to mess with them. You know, I'm so glad you called about that vehicle. Man, I just got out of jail. I didn't know I had that car. <laughs> you know, just say something off the wall and be like, um, what? <laughs> yeah. My wife got one uh, the other night and she goes, 
She goes, you know, I've been in, in the house with coronavirus for weeks and man, I, I had the bank repossess my vehicle. I didn't know you guys were still in this, still take care of that. And then she goes, click. And she goes, that worked. That was cool. <laughs> Got a call two weeks ago or so from, um, same thing about a vehicle that I haven't owned in probably eight years. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, you guys need to update your, your database. If you're going to be calling me. Yeah. I had one, I had one ask me about a vehicle I'd, I'd previously owned. And, uh, I was like, man, I hadn't known that in, you know, probably eight years. And he's like, what are you driving now? I said, what does it matter? I'm not ever going to do business with you. <laughs> and he goes, oh, sorry. And he hung up. <laughs> I was like, man, come on. It's so silly. But anywho, um, I wrote down a few notes. I do. I, I guess I should look at it. Um, yeah, I talked about that. talked about that. Three ingredients, potatoes, water, and yeast. Mm-hmm. 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Um, I wrote down April 5th, 2020 is when you posted the, uh, that y'all converted over to hand sanitizer and you're like, all right, I guess we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I want to talk about, uh, locally, we're talking about locally. Uh, we have a restaurant here in Florence called tubs and they had their steamer trailer stolen this week. Uh, just two nights ago, they posted a thing online saying, if anybody has any information, please let them know. Um, this is heard by a lot of people here in Florence. If you guys just happen to look around and see a steamer trailer that looks like, that looks odd. It's uh, check out tubs on Facebook. There's a video, there's pictures. They're trying to get the word out there. They're going to find who's got it. Cause there's lots of cameras in the area and they, the police are actively looking and Kyle has put a message out there on Facebook saying that if you have this and you bring it back, he said, listen, I'll buy you lunch. We'll talk about it. Maybe you just need a, a better way. I can help you. He said, but this is your opportunity to come forward. He's like, you know, <laughs> Those are good guys. Kyle just and them, want it back. Kyle and them are good good guys. I hope they get that trailer back. But I wanted to shout out to them as well. King Hefe, which they also own, is the first restaurant that sold Sweetgrass Vodka. Oh, really? Yep. And I didn't even know I was in there. I was in there eating their amazing um, sushi. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yes. And I look up on the uh, look up at the bar, and there's a bottle of Sweetgrass Vodka. I was like, no way. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so they are our very first and not just in Florence, they were our first restaurant in South Carolina. Well, they, they love to promote anything that's positive. And I'm sure they saw your messages online and were like, listen, why don't we carry this? Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and make the jump. I mean, they're really doing amazing things down there at King Hefe. Um, when they first started, I went down there to check it out. Cause I was like, I, I was in the Marine Corps station in Southern California and I loved the creative tacos that they had at the time. And then you come back here and all you got to Taco Bell. You're like, this sucks. And this was the first time we'd had like a real cool artisanal, you know, taco place that had a funky vibe to it. I mean, you walk in and there's cool paintings on the walls and there's funky music playing and there's this big tattooed fellow behind the bar who's real clever and talking about Star Wars and shit with me. And, you know, <laughs> suddenly I'm like, oh, this is a cool vibe. I dig this place. And then the food is great. The food looks better than the pictures. When you see the pictures, you're like, there's no way it's going to turn out that way. And then every meal, you're like, dang, this, you're like, it's Instagram worthy. As soon as you get your plate, you're just like, I got to take pictures of this and share it. So I started doing that day one. And I was like, people need to know this place is here. I want this to succeed. And now it succeeded to the point where I have to wait outside a lot of times because I'm like, crap, <laughs> these people don't need to be here because, you know, but whatever. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing successful there. And the sushi that they have now is incredible. We stopped by there the other night and it was really, really great. Um, I'm so excited they're still succeeding. I like the fact that they're where they are. Uh, my mom works across the street at the FMU nurses building, you know, and, and it became like a regular thing for us to meet for lunch every week 
because it was my one chance to hang out with her in person. And since Corona, we can't really do that because she's immunocompromised and it's been a whole thing. But we're going to get back into that soon enough. And that's going to be that's our regular hangout. They bring a lot to downtown Florence. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's worth the wait, in my opinion. I, I had a friend of mine from Charleston that, that was passing through and um, I said, let's go grab grab dinner. And um, and I, I said, we're going to a place called King Hefe. And I said, I said what kind of food is that? I said, well, it's a, it's a um, I guess Southwestern, maybe Mexican food, but we're going to eat sushi. And he goes, Victor, this typical <laughs> Florence, typical Florence. You're taking me to, to eat sushi at a, at a Mexican restaurant. And I said, it's not what you, it's yeah. not, no, not what it seems. Trust me, we, we got in there. And he said, same thing. This is some of the best sushi I've ever had. Yeah. And it is. It is really that good. Well, and with Town Hall down there and Victor's and King Hefe and the dispensary and the jazz bar, all of that stuff is really bringing a lot of activity down there and a lot of people down there supporting some of these local businesses, some of these people doing great things. I really hope the Jazz Bar opens up again. Um, their building is like a shotgun building. It's very tight on the inside. And I'm sure with coronavirus, they can't really do what they were doing before. I'm hoping that they get back up and running again. Um, but really great restaurants in that area. Um, I'd been tentative to go to Victor since they moved to the new location. Uh, I'd been to their old location before, but uh, we went with some friends downtown to hang out and walked over there and had some appetizers and some drinks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this is really beautiful. It's nice, yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So Victor's, um, you know, you got, you got several, uh, town hall, town hall is yeah. awesome. Um, Dispensary is kind of cool to hang out at. I mean, yep. it's really neat to actually be on the rooftop and look around. You're like, Hey, this is kind of a cool view. Yeah. Bird's nest is an, another one. That's, um, if, if you haven't tried that, that's a, that's a cool place to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Lots of, lots of good little restaurants down there. I mean, it's really great. And I'm glad all that stuff's happening like it is. I mean, because for a long time, that was an area that nobody wanted to go into because right. it was like where Florence used to be happening. And then it just sort of got abandoned for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys had anything to do with renovating some of that. I saw some pictures online of, you know, renovations happening. And I was like, I wonder if Victor's part of the renovation. I, was, I bought three or four buildings, um, I guess, 10 years ago or so. And, uh, and we did, we did for that reason, you gutted them out, um, just to be a part of that whole revitalization effort. Um, I've sold all but one. So, it's beautiful yeah. when you go into King Hefe and you see that exposed beam and the, yeah. you can see where the new parts are and where the old parts are mm -hmm. and how they renovated it. And it's, it's just gorgeous. I mean, just, you can't replicate the character of a historic yeah. building like that. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just amazing. So, uh, we've got a lot of nice, uh, structures downtown good bones and i'm glad people are buying and renovating not tearing down yeah so um but yeah once you renovate those buildings you know especially with the exposed beams i mean it's beautiful well and i guess because of talking about it on the podcast and on the youtube channel i've had people that live outside the area come to the area mm -hmm. and be like hey i was trying try, i was coming through your area and i just happened to hear you talk about this place and i googled it and i went there and it was really great and i was like right. that's great <laughs> i think people don't realize there's a lot of folks that that come and spend the night um at yeah. Hotel Florence at the Hyatt Place downtown, um, you know, and that's the that's another fun thing about going to some of these restaurants. Um, you know, you always I love meeting at people from out of state that are just passing through on the interstate, and yeah. they're coming in here, um, you know, eating in our restaurants downtown and enjoying it. And this one lady I met a few weeks ago at Victor's, she said, "Well, I stop by every time every time I'm I'm up and down I ninety five. I always stop in here and I come eat and I spend the night at the Hyatt Place." Cool. And um, she's like, I really look forward to coming to downtown Florence. And I mean, that just kind of gave me the chills because, you know, when you and I were growing up, downtown Florence was a ghost town. Yeah. 
and now it's 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 throbbing. Um, well, for the longest enjoy. time, all we had as options were like chain restaurants to yeah. eat at. Applebee's. I mean, yeah, we had Applebee's and we had our Apple Annie's was kind of our like local hangout, mm-hmm. and then Redbone was the next local hangout, and then it was nothing yep. <laughs> for a long time. For a long time, yeah. you know. And like you said, we live in such an area that's like a, it is a halfway point between New York and Miami. Mm-hmm. It's a halfway point for a lot of things. I mean, if you're going to Myrtle Beach, chances are you're going to tra- travel through Florence. I mean, right. stop in, grab a bite, say hello, t- say, hey, man, I've heard you guys on the podcast. I've been, yeah. I've been wanting to try this place out. Yeah. You know, a lot of good places to eat in this town. Yeah. I'm I think a lot of good things are happening for us too. I mean, we got a lot of businesses that moved to the area. Mm-hmm. Otis Elevator has been huge. Mm-hmm. You know, you name it. I mean, we're getting a Bucky's on exit 170. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know about Bucky's, but it's the biggest holy truck stop crap. in the world. Yeah. It? I watched a video yesterday on YouTube with this guy who spent all day eating at Bucky's, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I'm looking at his channel. And I'm like, this guy flew from Toronto to go to Bucky's and spend the day eating. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, who watches a video like this? And I went, Oh, I'm the guy watching the video. <laughs> and apparently so is 170,000 other people. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> But yeah, he spent the whole day eating at Bucky's. And I got a friend uh, that I went to high school with, you know, Greg Steele. He's a nurse practitioner down in Albany, Georgia. And he came up to visit recently and he stopped in Warner Robins. And I guess they have a Bucky's there. And he brought me all kind of Bucky's like gifts. He's like, here, you need to try these. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, you don't know? Oh, it's about to happen. It's going to change your life. And I was like, we're getting one of these up here. He goes, oh, I got a new reason to move back to Florence. So I was like, okay, try to work that over with your wife. Let's see yeah. how that goes. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, um, let's wrap this up because I know you're busy and, you know, we've gone about 30 minutes. That's about normal. Okay. So uh, if you want to do these again, anytime you're always invited, anytime you want to promote something or talk about it, open invitation. Okay. I appreciate it. You don't have it. to talk about the brand. We, next time we can talk about Star Wars or ghosts or fucking bullshit. Who cares? <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Everybody check out Sweetgrass Vodka. Check them out online. Uh, if you don't have them in your local area, Go to your local distributor and say, hey, how about you guys start bringing some of this in? I want to try it. You never know. Might be the best thing you ever had. Um, If you're out there listening and you want to listen to more, please rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. And always end this by saying, cue the cow.